Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged and we'll give you $400 off. Just say Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14 day free trial. Um, you're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. <laughs> Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a one, three, one, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how to, to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you as I hit my microphone. Oh, well, um, it, you know, and it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and check that out and let's head off to the podcast. So Kelly, we're going to just, we're going to, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to have you introduce yourself and tell your, what I, what I refer to this is as your kind of your basketball journey. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just kind of talk about why we're sitting here and talking a bit, but just kind of tell the people that are listening, um, kind of your, your journey, your, your athletic journey, your basketball journey, and then what you're doing now. And then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. I'm, this is Kelly Kennedy. I am a former division one college basketball coach. I started my basketball journey, uh, playing, let's say college at Case Western Reserve University. So division three school. And I went there because I wanted to study medicine and, uh, it's one of the top med schools in, in the country. So had the opportunity to play basketball and to, to study pre-med 
And what I found in the classroom that it was like really kicking my butt and it wasn't going that way. So in my sophomore year, I was in my, in my room, dorm room and I thought, what do I really want to do with my life? And I set the goal to be a division one head basketball coach. So this D three kid says, you know, I'm going to be a D one head basketball coach. So I started that journey. And, and, um, after I graduated college, I got my first coaching job at a D three school, Southwestern university in Georgetown, Texas. Um, and then from there, and you were, you were 22 then. Um, yeah, 22, let's That's say. T- and, and you were the head coach. No, I was an assistant. So I was okay. assistant volleyball and assistant basketball coach, okay. uh, the full-time position, which was, which was great. Wow, yeah. uh, but I really wanted to get into the D1 coaching ranks. So a friend of mine was working, uh, that I met working camps and she was at the university of Oregon as an assistant. And she's like, Hey, Keebs, the grad assistant position's open. She says, you know, you should apply. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I'd kill for that job. So, um, so I really wanted that job. So I found out where Jody Rungi was going to be the head coach and during AAU basketball season back then, you know, yeah. back in the day. So I went and sat in the gym where she would be and I knew she'd be in this gym watching these kids and I had it all prepared. I got um, accepted to the MBA program. I was all set. So I went and met Jody. I said, Hey, Jody, my name is Kelly Keeby. I'm going to be your grad assistant. And she was like, um, okay. Right. <laughs> this young punk. Right. Um, I said, Hey, I'm accepted the program. Here's why you should hire me. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, two weeks later, she calls me, I get the grad assistant job. So there's my, I start out, I break into the division one, um, circle, which is big. And you did that relatively early. Mm-hmm. So it was a great. Yeah. You would advise that. Well, uh, gosh, if, if you could start, you, you have to work your way up, right? So however you can, it, it's, it's who, you know, in coaching, um, right. It's relationships. So when you get that opportunity, you got to take it because then you're going to start meeting people. And, and that's what it's all about. When you can develop relationships, that's how you get to know people. And right. then your it's name, like it's like that in anything to be right. honest with you, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, so you, I know what I, what I've had a lot, a lot of coaches ask too, is like how they get in that track. And it's like that jump from three to one is hard. Um, mm-hmm. The sooner you can do it, probably is better. It would be my probably my argument, right? Uh, Be- because you got you're going to start at an entry level, right? So, right. I mean, the younger you are, and and you're, in my experience, you're probably more teachable the younger you are, because you're not set in your ways, and you just want that opportunity. So, I I was able to get that opportunity, and I shoot, I worked my buns off, you know. I mean, right. I, going to school, coaching, you know, doing all that. And you're willing and how to long do were you there? I was there two years. So okay. I went to the MBA program and then uh, TCU. So again, relationships. So Barb Walker was the senior women's administrator. Mike Peterson got the job at head coaching job at TCU, needed an assistant. Barb was like, Hey, you need to check out this kid. Right. right. So at, so in, that was in 90, 96, so I was 26. 
um, got my first, you know, full time. So now right. I'm now you're I'm working. Moving. Yeah. Now, right now yeah. I'm I'm full fledged. Here we go. So at TCU, I was there for three years. Um, helped Mike Peterson rebuild that program, and had a blast. Loved TCU. Were you recruiting at that point? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were recruiting, and man, that's those were the days where you'd spend all of shoot mid June through beginning of August. You'd be on the road, right? Right. Just following these same kids to different tournaments. It was, it's it's crazy, right? right. Um, I'm a lot of babysitting. Right. But um, and here's my and here's my issue. So I I would love to know your your thoughts on this is. First of all, do you think it's too much in the summer? And then I've always thought that obviously the NCAA is hurting a little bit right now, but they're still not hurting too bad. But I've always thought there should be one assistant on that staff that all they can recruit is at the high school, that that you should take some of that away from the summer and put it back into the high school and education based, you know, so that gives that assistant like they can maybe sit on the bench during the games, but they got it. They they're the ones out watching the high school games because when I started coaching 30 years ago, there was a lot more recruiting during the high school season. And that has basically disappeared. Um, yeah. And not that summer's bad and not that the, you know, there's good AAU programs and they're bad summer AAU programs, just like, but they're, the, the, I think the high school coaches have gotten kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. Um, and to be honest with you, I'll, I'll probably give you a more honest <laughs> approach than, than, than the summer guy will, um, you know, yeah, you can play, uh, you know, um, so it's just, I, I find that intriguing and I wonder what your thoughts on that are. Well, I, I think, gosh, recruiting has changed tremendously, right? Yeah. I mean, one with, with video and with all the high tech stuff, we can see you, right. you could get the high school games. You could get, you could get the video and, right. and really after you see a kid play a couple times, you can, tell. you know, right. right. You don't right. need to be chasing them and, and following them to, five, six tournaments to, right. you know, make them feel loved. It's like, I, I, I think there's, that's a problem. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but as far as getting the high school coaches involved, I, I, I think it's, it's easier to do now. Shoot. We're all married to zoom now. Right. right so right. let's, let's have a conversation and, and yes, high school coaches are going to be more honest and tell you, cause they know more about the kid. Right. And the AAU coach, the AAU coach is getting the best players. They, they're kind of right. Less the thing is, as a high school coach, I'm going to tell you what I, what I can tell you is because I've coached some, some NBA guys. I, I can just tell you how they interact with their teammates and the mm -hmm. type of person they are in third hour English class is probably right. more important to you than whether they can, you know, cross somebody over in a gym in July. I'm just telling you because mm -hmm. you're going to have them in that program for a stretch of time and how they right. interact with their teammates and you and the staff and the press. And the, I mean, I, I just think that's, I think it's something that's gotten lost in the shuffle. Part of it's, it's a billion dollar industry now and you know, everything else is mm -hmm. kind of running it, but um, I, I think that's really gotten lost and it worries me a little bit, but I think they're trying to pull that back a little bit in the sense that they're giving some summer stuff to high schools and some windows they seem mm -hmm. to be moving the pieces a little bit because I think they see how much money is being poured into things. 
like yeah. and EYBL, all that kind of, all that stuff is, which is fine. I don't have any problem with people being entrepreneurs, but um, right. you're being entrepreneurs on the back of 18 year olds kind of thing. So, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a whole two hour discussion, you know, right. I mean, the way things have evolved, it used to be, you'd have, you know, the, the top kids playing in the top tournaments and you knew everybody was going to those certain ones. Now, right. now there's 20 tournaments going on at the same time. So, so it's changed. I mean, the whole culture, I think of, of recruiting and AA, it used to be AAU, right? right. Um, that was the big tournament. Now there's, you know, 20 all tournaments all over the country. That are good. The thing is, it's like, I, and there's two things, and I have a question to ask you when you walk into a gym, but the, the issue is, I think, it, it, I find it intriguing in the sense that um, it's, there's only so many Division One athletes, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more, but mm -hmm. it's like, everyone's chasing that gold at the end of the rainbow, and it's like, you know, it's, and there's a lot of people making a lot of money chasing Selling false bill, you know, that's where I think again, back to the high school. I'm not I'm not selling any false, I'm not making anything on summer basketball. You know, it's it's one of those things. But I can go into a gym and I can tell you the top players in the gym in about three minutes. The issue is, and this is where I've asked other college coaches and stuff, is how do you differentiate the other levels? Like I can go in and I can tell you those top, those 10, this, here's your top 10 kids in this gym of 60 kids. How do you go in and differentiate and find that great D3 kid? Like, how do you do that as a, as a, cause there's, it's, it's almost like noise in there. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I it's so, so I spent about six or seven years helping athletes get recruited. So a big part of that was evaluating the player. Right. So right. That was number one with talking to mom and dad was, OK, let's be realistic about what level your daughter can play at, because everybody wants to play D1. But there's two reasons that they don't. One, they don't know about you or two, you're not good enough. So nowadays. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline they probably know about you because there's enough sources to right. get information out. Right. So you're probably not good enough. So, so one be real, be realistic, but as the coaches are watching, so yes, you have to, everybody like you drool over those top kids. So when you're coaching D three, you're going, okay, you're looking for the kid that could play at both ends of the court, makes good decisions, plays hard, you know, is, is efficient, you know, yeah. and, and, and then you're looking, okay, size, size is going to probably determine off the bat sometimes where, where they fall, right? right? The level, the level, I, you know what I think, I think it's whether you can defend the ball. Yeah. 
I think that, I think a huge difference between, and I see this in the boys' side at least. The difference between that D three kid sometimes and that D one kid is you just you might have a lot of the skill sets of this, but you just you're either not quick enough, you're not big enough, you you can't you have to be able. It's like the NBA game. You have to be able to defend the ball. Like maybe you can score, but if you can't defend, if I can't stop you. That, that it's that quickness it's it's all those variables it's the math teacher in me it's those variables it's like mm, because yeah i've seen d3 kids that are really really good and it's like oh man they could play d2 d1 but maybe they just are missing they're missing the one variable like maybe it's height maybe it's strength maybe i don't know what it is but it's something well, usually well i think i think the way i always looked at it is i mean your 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 degrees of athleticism right i mean speed in any sport, you right. see it. Right. Speed kills. So that the, it's the same game. It's just faster, higher, stronger at, at each level you go. Right. So, you know, just what you're saying, the speed and athleticism, you know, and, and they can all shoot, they can handle the ball, but it's at what, at what pace can you go and be effective? And then, you know, that's, that's a key. So, you have to, obviously, as a coach, you know what your level needs. Um, and, and you can say, okay, yeah, she's good, but she's not going to, she's not going to be able to guard, you know, so-and-so. And, so, yeah, on the wing. And then that's, that's a problem. And then, you yeah. know, so, yeah. Um, I always tell, I always tell parents and, and players and coaches too, I said, there's a trickle down effect too. And I, and I've had enough, I mean, I can't even count how many college coaches have been in our gym. I said, they talk to each other. So they're there watching, they're watching X and then mm -hmm. they see Y and they go, Ooh, he's not really at our level, but I know these other guys at the D2 level, or I know this D3 program mm -hmm. is looking for a way. I mean, that's what they don't understand too. There's this huge trickle down effect and even mm -hmm. high majors to mid to low majors. It's like, well, I got this kid, you know, he might be a good fit for you guys. Um, so, well, and here's, here's a nugget for, you know, kids being recruited is just like you're saying, there's a, there's a trickle down, right? So, you know, if, if I'm being recruited by a, a D1 school and I've got some D2s that are offering me, right? Right. And I'm waiting, waiting, waiting to see if I get that D1 offer. Well, I didn't get that D1 offer and I just lost those D2 offers uh, because yeah. somebody else, you know, took them because they were more realistic about, you know, where I always ask a kid, do, do you want to sit the bench or do you want to play? Do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or, you know, a flounder in at the highest level, you know? Right. So what do you, what do you want to get out of this? Um, and, and understand that, yeah, there's, <laughs> this coach is recruiting five, six players at your position. You know, they love each one of you. Right. But not one of you have said yes yet. So they're still dating. They're dating you all. <laughs> right. That's and what they don't understand. It's like what they're telling you, they're telling four other kids because they have to have things in the queue. I tell my parents and kids that all the time. I said, mm -hmm. it's not, they're not being, I mean, I've told this story a, a thousand times, but uh, Mike Montgomery, who was at Stanford, sat in my building, told Wesley Matthews, he says, I'm never leaving Stanford. Week later, he's the head head coach at Golden State. I swear to God, and he didn't lie to us, but they just threw money at him. It's like it's a bit. It's like mm -hmm. 
they're going to tell you a lot of them are going to tell you what they, you know, you want to hear, but they're also going to be honest. And then things change, you know, um, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it's an interesting business. And they don't realize that too, at that level, it's a whole different business. So let's keep going on your thing. So you were at TCU and then what? Okay. So then um, Iowa state. So, so I got to Iowa state. So here's an, you know, a nugget as far as relationships. So um, Katie, Abe and I were, Katie worked at Iowa State and I was at TCU and we were sitting on the same, the same team. And, you know, we were trying to get the big fish um, and Iowa State Big 12 was recruiting the same player, but, but we were recruiting a couple other kids on that team too. So anyway, but Katie and I, we went around the country together following the same kid. um, And then, so Iowa State got her, um, but Iowa State, little did I know, their assistant was, le- you know, they they lost the assistant. She went to be the, the head coach. Um, it was Brenda Freeze at the time. So she went to go to, I think at that point, I don't know if she went to Minnesota, where she went. Um, but the job opened up. So I had developed relationships with Iowa State. Their job opened up. They said, hey, come, you know, come right. join our staff. So I, I moved up the ranks. Iowa State at that point was uh, top 25. They actually, they had just beaten Connecticut in the Elite Eight um, okay. just that year. So I went to Iowa State and was there for three years with Bill Fenley. Okay. And then after that? So after that, so had had great success at Iowa State. So I'm 32 years old and um, the head coaching job at the University of Akron. So I got a few calls. There were a few schools that I was interviewing at as a head coach. So I was at Iowa State three years, and then I got the head coaching job at the University of Akron. How, were, how was the interview process? Were they different when you were interviewing at different places? Or were they very similar? Um, you know what? Shoot, at TCU, it was a conversation with Mike Peterson. I mean, I remember standing up on the track with him, went to campus. He showed me around and basically offered me the job. Right. Uh, and then Iowa State, uh, yeah, very similar. I mean, it was, you know, they they knew me already. Right, right. Relationship, so it was kind of like, you know, not really an interview. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but for Akron, it was an interview process that I, I mean, I met with Mike Thomas at the Final Four, um, interviewed with him there, and then went to campus. And, okay. you know, interviewed with several people there. Okay. Okay. And then what, what were your takeaways from Akron? <laughs> uh, you might want to read my book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll get so, to that in a second. Yeah. So, so I, I took over a program that was, I think, I think it was the worst program in the country. Um, literally. Like the did, RPI- you, did you have reservations about taking that job? I, I did, but then on the other hand, Steve, I didn't because there were several factors. I, I grew up in Cleveland, okay. so it was close to home. Right. You know, it was kind of, all right, is this where I'm supposed to be going? You know, it was close right. to home. Um, and, and at that point, I felt like a world beater, you know? I mean, I'd worked my w- way up the ranks. I helped TCU to rebuild a program. It was like, ah, okay, this is going to be hard, but I've, you know, I worked with some great programs, been, 
been to the NCAA tournament several times, you know, I, right. I had confidence and I had taken all the positive things and all the good things from the coaches I've worked with and thought, all right, I could put this together into and, and do this and rebuild. And I like to fix things. So, so to right. me, it was a challenge of, all right, let's go, let's go fix this. So, okay. um, it, 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 oh, I mean, my high school coach left and went to Akron, like, um, in the mid 80s, he was Jay Eck, I think, was the head coach. Okay, that was in the mid 80s. Um, so, uh, with some good things, some bad things from that experience. Um, and, so and, and after you were done with that, did you feel like you were done then? Okay. So, so good things. Um, you know, I, I felt like we had changed the culture from, you know, uh, a disaster to running things like a division one program okay. should right. be run, you know, um, changing the culture in that respect. And what, um, what, what does that mean? What does that mean for listeners? Um, that means, so, so there were, there were actually division three transfers who had scholarships in the program. There were, we had issues with extracurricular use of things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, and, you know, changing the, okay, this is, you're, you're going to do, have a weight program. You're going to come and, and work out uh, right. with the coach on a consistent basis. You're going to have a preseason. We're going to do preseason workouts. You're going to train and, and get on All that. that stuff wasn't there. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a, a discipline schedule. Um, we're going to, we're going to look like a, a division one program, you right. know, right. How, act and how we um present ourselves and 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 how we're going to uh um yeah compete and work hard and so so it was changing it was changing a lot of that stuff at that point hey everybody hope you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe like jump up and down review do whatever you got to do um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.